Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Melissa, are you a doctor? Uh, I want to be, but I'm not. I'm not a doctor either, and we're not psychologists. And we're not. We're not experts at anything. In fact, we just <laughs> chat a lot of shit. So. And we love giving you guys advice, but as we, we loved said, giving you guys advice. Do not take what we're saying as gospel. If you do feel like you need to speak to somebody, please seek professional help. We have got a wonderful guest on today. Ruby Rare. We are so excited. Ruby is a sex educator and she talks really openly about being bisexual and having queer relationships yeah. and exploring sexuality and body image and body positivity and just all the things that are not spoken about enough. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just opening people's eyes up and I think making people comfortable about talking about certain things. Yeah. Ruby is an ambassador for Brooke, which is the UK's leading sexual health charity. She's also written a book um, about sex education for adults, which is just That's genius. Epic. She's really inspirational and we're very excited to have her on. So please enjoy the episode. We're very excited to have so you. So excited. Welcome, Thank you Ruby. so much. Fazzy, congrats on your new TV show. Should we start? Should we deep dive into this? Deep dive. Yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to like be confident. I am confident about it, but it's just a really weird thing to be out in it's the world. It's a big deal. It is. And I don't know. I feel it feels very surreal. I'm feeling very out of body right now with it all. But it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. How, How, yeah. How did it come? It's happening tomorrow. Which to the listeners, it will be, it's out every it will be Wednesday. Out Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. It'll be out the day, yeah. <gasps> so do you want to give us a little background on how that came about? Yeah, sure. Like a teaser and everything. So I have been working in sex and relationships for eight years and it's something that I'm really passionate about and I've done that with like working with young people and then suddenly started maybe five, six years ago, started getting asked to talk to adults and was like, oh, you don't know anything either. Cool, everyone's yeah, playing yeah, catch yeah. up. <laughs> like no one had good sex ed. We're all just trying to figure it out. And... It's really, I love talking to adults about this stuff because it just means that you can be more nuanced, a bit more explicit, and it can be a bit more cheeky and fun. And the show came about, Mighty Productions, who who like birthed the show, came to me and Rylan with this idea. And both of us were like, ooh, okay, that sounds pretty spicy. Because on paper, it is. It's like contributors coming on and getting direct feedback about their sex lives from their exes. 
Wow. Which like immediately you're like I'm not sure if I'd want that I, <laughs> like it's a lot question I've just got asked firstly did you know Rylan before no no we've okay. done like I know other people who've worked with him right before like okay, but no so and both of us I think were like this in order for this to work it's got to be really kind like this is not yeah. catching people out but it's kind of created this environment that's obviously very camp and silly and Ryland's just you know like the funniest person so ever and so good and puts yeah. everyone at ease and then I'm the one who's like actually sexual health advice here like please don't do that I know you're all joking but like <laughs> in the first episode there's like chat about putting vegetables <gasps> up your bum and I was like no 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 I'm really gonna have to hard say no to but that. why um there's no flared base like it's if no you're what? Well, okay, so base. if you think about a vagina, we're getting right into it immediately. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, but yeah, I'm going to throw a lot of questions at you because oh I'm God. fascinated. Please, please we're do obviously, that. I don't think we're, that we're really ill educated yeah, yeah, yeah. in this Come sector. to me. Any questions, all good. So the vagina has like a stop off point, right? Right. There's right. a cervix at the end. And, and then is that a why womb. sometimes being really graphic, you can feel like it's hitting something? Yeah, that's okay. what it's hit. Like, there's literally, you can't like, you can't get lost up in sure. there. Like, there's a, there there's a stop off point. But like, an anus can kind of keep going. And because oh of the God. way that the sphincter works, like that. once it can kind of end up like sucking far. something in. in. So I've you heard need stories about people You need that something that's got toy. like a flared base at so the that end. Is. So there's literally a stop off point and it's not going to get lost up in there because that could be You've a very had a dilemma bad anus. I know somebody who got a vibrator shoved up their anus and it was vibrating inside. They had to go to hospital to get out. Can yeah, you I imagine? There are a lot of Surely you would just take a laxative and then you'd poop it out. Yeah, but do you like, not ideal. I do mean, we want to get to ideally that you don't want to have a vibrator <laughs> stuck up your butt. <laughs> so yeah, so the show kind of allows us to talk about things in a really silly way, but also everyone's there to learn. Sure. And it's and like everyone has these really beautiful relationships with their exes. It's not, there's okay, no, there's nice. nothing volatile. It's like people giving each other these massive hugs and talking about the time they spent together with loads of like care and love and and it and like being allowed to say the things that went wrong, but it not being in this like bitchy way. And even making the show, it brought up loads of conversations with all of us behind the scenes mm, of yeah. being like, has that happened to you? I'm like, oh yeah, why? Like, it's really interesting when these two people just had completely different memories of that experience. Sure, like one I wonder if, you know, it, like all of that. So I think it's, it's a really good show. Like I'm really, I'm proud of it. And then it's, and then I see myself on it and I'm like, oh wow. Okay. Yep. That's, that's me. I'm the it's person. It's you. I'm so happy for you. I'm Thanks. very excited. Did you find that you built, like, do you have a different um, set of partners on, or like exes on each episode? Is yeah. it new? Okay. I thought maybe it was going to be the same couples throughout the whole thing. Just and it was full deep dive. journey. I was like, oh my God, how much sex can we talk about between one couple? No, so it's I would love that in a way. That's a different show. No, it's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. It's like two different people every, every episode. Time. And okay. you're just getting loads of different, like, People who are into really different things and have such different sure. experiences with their exes. Question: Why? Obviously, this is the concept of the program, but like, why exes? Why not? Because even people who are in happy still relationships. In well, there's still. one. There's one really lovely guy on the show who is in an open marriage, and so I'm like non-monogamous. I've got more than one partner, and that was really nice to have as representation because his yeah. husband came on, and then another one of his lovers, and then there's another woman who comes on the show and she's kind of part of a BDSM swinging community and so that again there's a bit of fluidity it's not like right X forever For, yeah, never yeah, talking yeah. to you got okay. it so good feedback and then a good understanding of like what you want because I think it is important in relationships where they're like I'm too scared to tell my partner mm, yeah. that they're doing it wrong so like you need it in like current relationships as well as like exes like this as and well. sometimes you kind of get into I've done this before where you start sleeping with someone and then by the time you've established more of a thing, maybe you thought it was going to be more casual and it's suddenly not. And mm. you're like, 
we've got into the rhythm of like this being yeah. the way that we do it. And it's not what I like. It's actually, I kind of want it a bit differently, but have I gone too far down? Yeah, and the yeah, answer yeah. is no, you yeah. should be able to talk about it, but it's hard. Oh my God, I've got so well, many hopefully this, <laughs> hopefully this program also then helps people then have that conversation if they're watching it. Like actually maybe we should, and then you can like gives like an easier opportunity to, so. to, totally. to speak about yeah. it with someone. So you're in a poly, how do I say it? <laughs> Polyamorous. Polyamorous or like, or like non-monogamous, open. It's kind of any of those, yeah. Sorry, I just want to apologise firstly if I get any of the words wrong because I'm just learning oh, right now. Good so you can just help me and educate me through it. Um, could you tell me like about that? Like, because that's, you know. Quite yeah. yeah, how did that come, how did you like come to that like decision or like conclusion that that was what you wanted? It's been... It's been a while. So again, we're like a lo loads of different stuff like ch it happened for me about eight, nine years ago. So that's mm. when I first heard the word polyamorous and I first heard it because I started dating someone off an app and he said he was polyamorous and I had to Google it being like, right. I don't know what that means. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. This is new to me, but like I was single. I was, I was dating multiple people, but just yeah. in that way where everyone kind of pretends everyone that they're not. Everyone is dating yeah. anyone. Yeah, and actually yeah, yeah. it was really refreshing to just switch that and be like, oh, I'm just going to be honest about the fact that I am dating more than Loads one person and so are you. And that's all cool. And I guess we can just talk about it. God, it's so true. Um, so yeah, that was, I really, I really appreciate that first relationship because I then became good mates with one of his partners as well. Okay, and nice. like when they both moved in together, I was, I was like a big fly on the wall of being like, how does this work? Tell me like. I, I don't, I was learning a lot. And then obviously with any, any, whatever kind of relationship you're having, there are always the ups and the downs. There have yeah. been some big old mistakes made and like shit's really, really hit the fan at different times. But now this is like a really nice established part of my life. It's not this like wild, crazy, it doesn't feel like new in that jangly way where you're trying yeah. to figure something out about yourself. I've been with... Two, I've been with one partner who I live with for like almost six years and I have another lovely partner and we've been in each other's lives for like five years. Wow. And then a few other people who are like some like friend, mostly friends, but then where there's like lovely, sexy, romantic elements to them and that can yeah, ebb and flow it. and change. But it does. It's really funny when I talk to people who are new to this yeah trying to be like it just is nice i promise yeah like trying to it's trying to wrap your head around a new a new idea i guess for someone else that's not yeah like uh, uh, for my, for me my like i guess brain goes to what if your partner that you're living with doesn't like another partner that, that you've got I and you're bringing them around and then that causes conflict how does that yeah work? definitely i mean i think the way that i do it now and obviously all of this is just my the way i do this like yeah. it's very different for different people no relationship is the same as mm -hmm. any other yeah. right so I think for me and the people in my life, it's very much about care and respect. And I, and we all kind of need to be able to get along. Like I've not had an experience where there's been like two people who've actively disliked Fine. each other because yeah. we all kind of come from a similar friendship group and there's a lot of love between everybody. But I, but I do know lots of other people who've had really tricky experiences yeah, where there's like that conflict. Yeah. And then just... I think that can just exacerbate lots of human emotions of if you're feeling a bit insecure anyway, for whatever reason, but then you don't like the person yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, well that's makes it even more complicated. But yeah, currently quite drama free and have been for drama. years. And that's yeah, very that's nice. Good. I have a question. So your partners, are you there 
only partner or are they also polyamorous no, everyone well? I don't really think I would date anyone who wasn't polyamorous because it would then yeah. be such a one way understood yeah you kind of need everyone sense. to just be on the same yeah, page wavelength. and I've and I've dated people who like a partner of mine now just because he's got like a really busy intense job like he's got the relationship he has with me and then one other person but he's like I actually can't date right now I'm not going to be hanging out with anyone new because I just don't have the time and I've been like that for for periods of my life so that's fine but I guess I don't really I don't really have the time to be introducing this to someone else like there have been times in my life sure where you do want to actively date new people and like yeah or even date someone who's where this is brand new to them and right. I, I feel that a bit with non-monogamy, but also with like queerness. So in the past, I've had lovely like flings and little relationships with people where it's like, oh, this is my first time sleeping with someone who's not a man. Right. And that can be a really beautiful thing. But I guess there's also some emotional labor that comes with that because that's a big thing. Of and course. you want to treat, you know, I want to treat that with the care and love that it deserves. And I guess it's recognizing now, I actually don't have the time to do that. I need to find people who are like, already in their flow and yes. it's not like oh god doing this new thing how do I navigate it I need yeah does that make sense yes you don't want to sort of be the responsible person to sort of carry somebody and yeah. show that, that experience and it's a nice I'd do it again it's a nice thing but, but when you have more time or god, you got, I've, yeah. Yeah. yeah you got a lot of things going I'm, on I've got a lot going on I got a lot of plates to spin and it's nice when some of them are sexy but I can't be doing the sexy plate spinning all the time hundred yeah. percent. But how does this feel? Because like, it's always really interesting when I talk to people where they're I'm like, this is new. Like, it, it, I, my mind's spinning of like all the questions. <laughs> me too, like, because I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to establish how you wouldn't get like jealous and stuff like that. Mm. That's where my mind immediately I goes. I almost feel a bit embarrassed that I'm so uneducated. Like, I really am. Don't like, be, em- don't be embarrassed. I'm not like, yeah, I'm just like fascinated. Like, it's so good you're doing this because we just don't learn this eyes. shit at school. I also yeah. think a lot of people try and have... Like, what is it called when you're in a relationship when you're just, like, what's a... Monogamous. That's a monogamous Just two people. Yes. Monogamy, yeah. So a monogamous relationship, but they cheat all the time and they can't, like, and they're like, there is this other option where I can just be this person that I'm trying, obviously, yeah. dying to be, to be monog- right? And then they, yeah. it, like, it opens that option up for them and then they well, can have peace and, like, just not And for drama. some people, for some people, I guess, so you're totally right. We don't get taught about any of this. And I think, like... Um, heteronormativity and mononormativity are both two things that can often go hand in hand a bit of like heteronormativity is the idea that we're all brought up being like the way that relationships work is there's a there's a man and a woman it's straight there we go anything else is different and weird and like an add-on and how different might it be if that wasn't the expectation we were all brought up with of being mm. like relationships look different for everyone and like sexuality is something People that's probably unique. wouldn't get like cheated on and stuff like that because yeah. they would just be openly like, by the way, like this is my deal. And like Yeah, and, and also like with the mononormativity of thinking about like a relationship is two people, mm. again, I question like why we've just been taught that as the only option because that can be a really wow. beautiful, valid option. None of this is about being like destroy relationships no. <laughs> or destroy monogamy. Yeah. But you can do things differently. There's a lot of choice that we don't give up. Like yeah. we don't give ourselves the options to really design relationships in a way that works for, for us. You, yeah. And yeah, it's, you know, being open in any way isn't just an excuse to be able to cheat. And I think some people, there there can be like the thrill of something forbidden with infidelity. That's, I guess you're right. That, so that's, that's not maybe what completely this is. other thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it's interesting how it overlaps. Like for me, I'm not interested in 
cheating. I'm not interested in like game playing or deceiving people. That's just not my thing. And I guess I've definitely interacted with people in the past where I'm like, oh yeah, you're kind of getting off on people not right. know like a- any of that like sneaky sure. stuff. But it's really liberating to be able to have conversations. And it's not, maybe not even about doing something necessarily, but being able to have an honest conversation with a partner of being like, oh, we we obviously fancy other people. Like, what are we kidding? That as soon as we get together, we're just pretending that from then on, we only have eyes for each other. There's no, like, there's no other kind of interest in our lives. Yeah. Our desire is a very, desire is something that's really individual. And obviously if you're in a relationship that's the two of you and like there's that's a monogamous setup, your desires become very intertwined and you're building this love and relationship together, but they're still coming from separate places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like the way that we just get sucked into like just the two people, the idea of like another half, like I want it to be two holes that just like choose to come together rather than like half and half that. merging. Is it quite hard to like spread your time in a certain way where you feel like you've had it's the quality equal. time or like, does that complication even come into the equation? Yeah, or? oh my God, it does. I've definitely like tried, to, I've overstretched myself in yeah. the past. And then it's interesting when you're like, oh, yep, gonna have to wind that back. I like don't have enough time. Cause also I'm quite an introvert and I need time on my own. Like I can't, I don't know what you're like. I can't just be around no, people yeah, all the time. Too. I need I'm to like so shut a door and be like, no one perceive me. Recharge on my own. <laughs> so I now think I know my limits pretty well and I've got like really loving kind of dynamics where we don't need to see each other all the time. Like if we see each other for like every couple of months and we have a really nice weekend together and we're like, oh yeah, hey, you, you're great. This is really fun. Then we're going to go off and do our own things for a bit and come back together again. Mm. So it's not like... It seems very like it's like everyone knows what's going on. There's like everyone's on the same page. I mean, yeah. And also like I don't want to completely sugarcoat it. Sometimes it can be tricky. And also like I can definitely... I do fall into the trap sometimes if I meet someone who I think is really amazing and I'm like, I can make this work. No, no, I'm like, I can make this work. We can spend time together. And then I, and then I'm like really shit at replying and have to be like, Hey, I'm really sorry. I like don't have the capacity for this right now. So it's not, I definitely don't want to, like, we're all learning. I'm not this like, yeah, perfect version of myself at all. I guess that's just life. Yeah. Just and like giving it a go, being honest about what you're, where you're at. When did you, how old were you? Like, how did this even come into, like, obviously I'm t- nearly 29 and I'm just learning about it now. It's like, yeah. how, what made you think, obviously you met that guy and he was in a polyamorous, but mm-hmm. even like having queer relationships, like when did those yeah. sorts of yeah. desires come into play? So I'm like bisexual, queer, I'm, I'm attracted to women and men yeah. and non-binary people. And I guess it's interesting when people are not like completely gay or completely straight somewhere Mm -hmm. in the middle. As a teenager, I just dated boys because I was like, well, this is what you do, right? Mm -hmm. And it didn't feel wrong, but I definitely was like, well, there's some other stuff going on here. And actually even, it's so funny when you speak to people about weird teenage stuff that we all got up to when lots of us were sort of horny in these ways that we couldn't really comprehend. I was like, oh, I was making out with lots of my girlfriends at the time, but we were all just like, doing it as a joke or talking yeah, about it. It's like yeah. practice. And we were like, mm, there's some stuff going on there, isn't there? <laughs> but so it took me until my early 20s to, to really come out to myself and to other people. Because I guess there's still lots of pressure. There's loads of stigma, I think, especially if you're bisexual and a woman, that's often really over-sexualized. And it totally. seems like for attention or any of that bullshit. And if you're bisexual and a man, then I guess it's like, oh, you're just gay and you haven't figured it out yet. Oh my God, and like so women right. women can be so weird about that. Like I know lots of, I've had some really honest conversations with um, 
one friend who's straight who started dating a guy and found out that he was bi and she was like I feel uncomfortable that this makes me feel uncomfortable and that was a I was like oh okay let's get into that that's fascinating yeah. if we've been taught that like that's a threat or that's wrong like there's lots of really like Intricate. deep weird deep, shame deep. stuff yeah. going on in there so it's I think it took me a while to be comfortable with that and then starting dating women was quite a weird like my first experience sleeping with a woman was as part of a threesome but it was on my birthday and it was pride and it was the first time I had a threesome and it was the first time I hooked you up were, with a woman you just and I was like whoa this. this is actually like a bit much right now just everything all the stars aligned um and actually I think for some people threesome dynamics can be quite useful in like being able to lean into exploring sex with like a different gender Very true. Yeah. And, th and that's not to say that's the same for everybody like you know we've all got to find our grooves but that was the first time that I was like oh yeah cool this is nice this makes sense to me and I think there can be a something really refreshing if you are a queer person when you start dating in a way that like really feels right for you because now it's like regardless of who I'm dating I'm dating as me and I am queer yeah. So even if I'm dating a man, it's like, well, I'm not pretending. I'm not putting like a little straight hat on and I'm in that yeah. relationship. If I'm dating a woman, I'm not putting a little gay hat on and I'm in that relationship. Yeah. It's kind of queering it all. I so get it. You yeah. just feel like very authentic to yourself. Yeah. And there's still, you know, sometimes there's still little moments of bi panic where you're like, is this real? Like, bi am I making this up? Is it? Well, I think that loads, again, lots of bisexual people I speak to, it's that weird thing when you're, when you're taught that like, bisexuality is kind of invalid in some ways when we were growing up like I didn't see any bi it's true, you're, people I was taught a lot about gay people but nothing really like went into the bi element nothing uh, with like much remember. nuance yeah no. so I think it takes a while like if I suddenly I think bi panic is a phrase which is used a lot on I've the internet but the idea of like if you fancy if I'm like having a while and I'm just really fancying women then having a moment going like oh fuck I'm actually gay because that's what is that what's happening and right. the other, all the other stuff has been a lie and actually like I'm just gay and I should come out and then God. you see a guy and you're like well no because obviously I fancy you but then does that mean that that's not a thing <laughs> I guess it's being okay with not like God, the having to like put a label on yourself yeah well and the label yeah. being all of it actually yeah, yeah, exactly. it doesn't mean I fancy everyone but I yeah. have the potential to fancy anyone regardless of their gender or what's going on in their pants and like, I think we were like taught well I, I feel like I was semi-taught that bisexuality was not a gateway that's the wrong word like a transition period to them eventually being gay and that's yeah. just the way it would go like you'd you well, then exactly go to being bi and experimenting and then you'd probably just go to being gay like that was just the way that I was kind of yeah I guess taught and I guess for some people that is true like if you're figuring you know we can all we are all taking the time that we need to take to figure things out but it's really nice to be like no no I'm here and it's not in the middle it's not me not making my mind up this is a valid like all sexualities are valid if they are feeling like totally. true and real for you they are so it's taken me a long time to get to that and now I guess it's quite useful that as part of my work I'm saying that because it helps other people but it also helps reinforce Massively. that to me of being like no remember Ruby you're saying that so you believe it in yourself as well. yeah <laughs> it must be really rewarding what you do because you've not only gone through that journey on yourself you're still going on that journey but you're also yeah. there are so many people who are going to watch you and listen to you and you will change their lives oh but it's true it must be like really it is well it's this weird it's like how humans connect and obviously like sex is only one way that humans connect but it's relationships if we look at it that broadly like we're all 
Yeah, in a that's what makes human yeah. life. That's what yeah. makes all of this. And there's so much we don't talk about. And then once you start talking about it, you realize that everyone has got these questions and concerns and insecurities and like finding ways that we can chat about that and it be okay. Like this is a really nice space where you can just bring things out and see how so they feel. Easy. And there's not, yeah. there's so much less judgment or expectation because yeah. we, I, I don't, unless you properly start looking at it, you don't realize how much shame and judgment we're all holding in ourselves about anything. But if you just start thinking about yeah. relationships and sex, then you can go like, oh shit. And then like bodies and money and family and all of this stuff. Mm. Like we're all, there's all this stuff like it's going on in our going brains. On. Actually on that topic, we do want to touch on the body side of things. Because yeah. I know Ooh, loads yeah, of like us as well, but also loads of our listeners um, constantly write in about confidence confidence and, and I also find one thing that I just I'm gonna deep dive into is the vagina because yeah. Melissa and I constantly have the co we don't constantly we've had the conversation <laughs> we have a matter of times okay, when we're your... drunk in the loo like yeah, yeah. are our vaginas normal? we just don't know and then we I sometimes get a bit insecure like we both yeah, yeah. like what is a vagina meant to look like so where do you think the the questions and the insecurity comes from I honestly hadn't watched porn until well, I really just don't watch porn. So I honestly did not... Know. I've only seen my vagina. Yeah. I know where <laughs> I... it comes from from me. Yeah. Where? From being at school and boys or a couple of boys would be like, oh no, this poor girl looks like a beef sandwich or a turkey oh, sandwich. Oh yeah, no, it comes from boys being like, oh yeah, that girl, she or had a... something like that. Yeah. They like, like they she's got have... a shit vagina. And like, they, they would have been... Yeah. No, but there's boys that have been in relationships with girls and they're, they're like, they're still like, I fancy them as much, but her vagina looks like this. Which is still like... Yeah, but Ooh, I'm like, well, uh, what do you mean her vagina's not right? Like, what does, so what does that mean? Like... But then vaginas are like all... And I went, went, went to my gyno and I was like, I'm concerned. And I was like, do <laughs> I need to have... And he was like, absolutely not. There is no... Dis He's called it, there's no deformities. If there's a deformity, which yeah. is something that we would medically be like, that should yeah. be... I don't, th but th what no. is a deformity? My mates of mine who are sexual health nurses are the best people to talk yes. to about this. Because it's really fun. Like when you're... Like, you know, I've seen my fair share of genitals in my life, lucky me. But like, it's when you're seeing them in a medical capacity and people who are going and really worried of being like, do I, I look normal? Everyone, it's like, no, if the, if something's not right, you know it's not right. Like sure. the, and, and that is like, you know, often if it's linked to STIs, there's like, well, actually, no, we're not even going to go into there because STI chat is like way too... Right. <laughs> thing of thing. Like, you can... you Basically, lots of STIs are asymptomatic. So it's not like Fine. only if you've got something okay. like a weird smell or an itch or something yeah. looking different. It could be even if not. Everyone get checked out. Do, do all your little sensible sexual health things. But there's so... I think from really young ages, there's a lot of pressure and shame that's put around there genitals. Is. But particularly... So I, I say vulva, not vagina. Vulva. Because okay. vul vulva is then? what... Vulva is the name for the anatomy. Everything you see on the outside. Because the vagina is like inside. the inside bit. The vagina is the inside tube. What? And that is, and I think it's really fascinating when we just say vagina because it limits the genitals to the thing that a penis goes in and out of. Shut okay. Or that a baby comes out of. When actually, we're, if we're thinking about sex as a space for exploration and play and pleasure, the clitoris is the most important sure. thing. 
So why it's don't I just around. refer to it as the clitoris then if we're referring it to it well, as the vagina? Because the clitoris is just one specific bit. But as in like bit, the vagina is just one specific Yeah, thing. so the vulva, the vulva the talks thing. about the whole thing. Right. The vulva is the clitoris, it's the labia, the inner and the outer parts of the labia, it's the urethra, and then it's the vaginal opening, which is underneath what, that. What the hell's the urethra where we pee? Yes. Where you pee, yeah. I don't, I need so that's to all, that's like I keep doing this of being like, that's the whole, it's the okay. whole thing. The whole thing And then the vagina is what's, it's like... The muscular tube on the inside. Right. Shut up. So Why when it's, it's really where does the pelvic floor come into that? The pelvic floor is a muscle that kind of sits over. So like, it sits internally. Right. And it's basically when I you thought that's squeeze, what held your pee in. Yeah, it is. But then why does it make a difference to like if your pelvic floor is tight? Then it's like well, but every if you think about muscle. it, all of it's so closely connected. Yeah, the pelvic floor is a muscle that wraps effect. around. But also, the pelvic floor is something that can help if you're doing that thing every once in a while it happens to me of like if I laugh really hard and I'm like oh just peed a bit okay I should do my pelvic floor exercises <gasps> oh my a god I more. have a really interesting question that I'm <laughs> desperate to know yep come on this is really out there so please just is squatting you're peeing on somebody yes oh such a what good question I am sure that I'm it's sure 90, you're peeing 50% pee 50% something else it's not what the hell is it? I mean, it? there's, okay I've got to be careful because there's so there are lots of different studies and this is something that's not very reported on and studied there's uh -huh. still lots of debate do you want to know something fucking brilliant yeah. yeah I've got a friend of mine Lola Jean is in the states and she's a sex educator and she holds the world record for the most amount of squirt produced <laughs> oh my god the highest volume and it's not pee. and it's these won't this isn't the proper numbers because I can't remember them off the top of my the head the world's like, record there were scientists that were like the human bladder can hold at the most 1200 milliliters of liquid okay. so like squirt can't be any more than that right. and she she did this under like conditions where she was like being okay, monitored yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. and she produced like 1700 and what? something milliliters of squirt which is like a pims jug Shut so it's not like up. I think it if it comes like there will be some elements that are similar to urine but if as someone who's like been around squirt it's different it's I've, i know what we is like i know what squirt is like they're not the same thing is it like a maybe come slash we kind of it's, do it? um i think lots of people have the potential to do it again it's interesting that it can be quite over sexualized as this thing that like needs to happen yeah. in order for it to be hot. Yeah. like some people squirt some people don't you can maybe if you're interested in doing it there are things that you could like you can kind of go down the whole pathway of being like, is this something I want to try and learn for myself? But it's just one of many ways of experiencing pleasure. So it's not this, you don't need to be doing this to be like successful at sex or anything. Okay. For well, some yeah. people it comes naturally, for others I not. I honestly thought it was just your, you, you just had a, well, and you, and that's piss play and some people are really into that as well. So like, oh God, if that's weird. what, if that's what you're into, then great, but it's not. What's piss play? Well, I'm guessing weeing. someone times finds it Golden showers. by weeing on someone. Right, okay, yeah. fine. Like a full wee. A full wee. <laughs> oh my God, I have so many questions. Which, and again, you know, all of these are things of being like, are you into it? Are you not? It's all good. Yeah. There's a really nice phrase, which is like, don't yuck someone else's yum. Especially in oh. like kink kind of world. But with anything really, of being like, mm, okay, that's so not, true. I don't want to get pissed on. But that doesn't mean if it's you wrong. want to get pissed on or you want to piss on someone yeah, you do, you and you're being consensual, great. You do you. I support your choices. Yeah. So like with like being insecure about like having sex with someone new because like, oh my God, but I feel like my last boyfriend said that my vagina was weird or like I feel like I'm getting if in my own head that, that my vagina's weird. So I'm afraid of having mm. sex with anybody. Yeah. My God. There's so It's really... It's a really hard thing to talk about. And, and no I think anyone who's being on, it. anyone who's able to chat to like friends about it, 
I think that's a really important first yeah. step because you are so not alone in having those thoughts and insecurities. Everyone, I think everyone has at some point had some like insecure thoughts about their genitals. And that's because of the way that when we were younger, they were spoken about in quite a like cruel or dismissive yeah. way. Porn in lots of ways can be a really positive thing. I'm not anti-porn, but there's lots of, I think there are some issues with like mainstream hardcore porn. And one thing that's interesting about porn is that you get quite a, a narrow depiction of bodies, especially genitals. Like okay, all right. the penises are huge. All the vulvas are like Perfect. often white. I'm British and Sri Lankan. And so I remember watching porn and being like, this feels weird. Like everyone's nipples in porn are pink and mine are brown. If you see what a normal, you've been led, been led to believe as a normal right. vulva as this like, little pink thing which is also a lovely thing as well fine. like that can be that's yeah, gorgeous yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's so just hey. one of many ways that genitals can be millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Right, do you want to know something that might yeah. blow your minds? Yeah, well. Genitals, regardless of if you were born like male or female or intersex, it's all like the same material. So material is such a weird way of phrasing it. But like when a fetus is in the womb and developing, mm. genitals develop in exactly the same way. And then there is a I've moment, a which minute, I think right? is like, not quite last minute. Oh God, I can't remember what week it is. And I wish I could. But there's a rush of hormones, which changes the chromosomes and like That's develops fetuses in different ways. Where men have nipples, but also like the... Uh, scrotum that's mm. the same as like the outer labia the scrotum what, what which parts the scrotum help like me? the ball sack so like the outside of the oh vulva God, like that's right. similar just... the clitoris and the head of the penis made of like very <gasps> similar so like oh no I can't like, like, yeah. see it ah. and the clitoris isn't just what you see on the outside the clitoris is like 10 centimeters long and it's like inside the body Sorry. clitorises get erections like, so wait the clitoris with blood, weird, like just like, like penises do we read that once didn't we so the clitoris, like, we basically, we were like, "What is it? Is it a muscle thing, or is it a penis?" Yeah, they're, they're very, not. they're very similar. So the the head of the clitoris is visible, but then it kind of inside the body. I mean, get a lovely diagram up. So yeah, we see, should. But like, brought, we it's should. it kind of um, circles around like the the vagina. It's really hard to like say this without using a diagram. And so well. then when when someone is aroused and like blood engorges the clitoris, yes. like it would do with a penis, it expands, it becomes like erect. And so that's a lot of the internal like pressure and pleasure that you can feel is actually from the clitoris. Interesting. 
It's all like there's and there's so much that we don't know still because this is a really like under researched topic. So like we're gonna we all need to like keep why learning do more we and more. Learn why do we not this? know this? It's wild. But there we are don't loads of this. there are loads of medical textbooks that just don't have the clitoris in them. They'll what? show like female reproductive organs, but they won't have. It's no, like there's got to be some weird, weird, weird person who created. This but think about the history of like sexism and denying yes. like, women's pleasure not being That's important. It's all like it's all of this stuff. I suddenly go, I get overexcited, but then I'm like, <laughs> no, it's like we like we're just not allowed to know about. We're not it. Allowed, there's so much to learn, Is and there it's so something exciting. Something you would do to try and implement it into like education at a certain point or anything like that. Yeah. So there's still. Relationship and sex education, which is like the fancy word for sex ed, became mandatory in schools in 2018 in the country, which was a big moment. But still, the curriculum is quite limited. There's not talk about pleasure. And I think it's really hard. Obviously, people can get nervous about like the ways that you talk about pleasure with young people. Like you've got to be really, it's got to be someone qualified. It's like you've got to be careful about it. It should be someone, not your teacher. Because I remember it was like my teacher and I think we had maybe three lessons on it. And And it was basically like, don't get genital warts. Like that was like a warning. It's very shamey rather than it being, I think the way that we teach consent has to involve pleasure in it rather than it being a like, don't do this. It's going, consent is... Like b- the majority of the times, consent is about trying to g- getting things right and going like, yeah. "Hey, what do you like? What mm. do I like? Let's create some something that really works for both of us." Mm-hmm. And if we're not taught that pleasure is an important part of sex, then I think it's pati- for everybody, but particularly for young women, it really warps your perception of what you're there to do. Like so many people I know start having sex in a way that's like, "This is to please them. a guy," yeah. and actually. That's, Why the that's hell bullshit. Is that? Like sex is about collaborative pleasure. So true. Damn right. Where does the line of consent like In Russell Brand situation? I haven't watched the documentary, but we I haven't just, watched it. We need mm, to watch it. I've I've I know someone who's in the documentary and I've avoided watching it because it's also hard, like it's a really interesting thing whenever these moments come up in culture, when you're someone who has experienced sexual violence, it's a really it really like can shake you Triggering. up not to get too put like but that's something sure. that I've experienced before and it's really weird when suddenly everyone's talking about this on social media mainstream media just chatting to friends and almost like it's an abstract thing when actually it's not it's the majority of women and actually lots of people lots of men lots of non-binary people as well who have experienced sexual violence and it's a really weird thing where suddenly the culture is talking about something that makes you feel like really othered of going, well, if you're not believing what that person says, then what does that, what would you think about my situation? And that's really hard when I think there's a lot of focus on trying to uphold the reputation of men who have, who like, you know, are accused of doing some really shitty things, Mm. some really horrible, like really like abhorrent actions rather than listening to and believing victims and survivors of any form of like sexual harassment, sexual abuse. It's this, it's such a minefield. But every time this happens, we've, we've seen this with so many high profile men and always it's so easy to, I guess it's really hard to prove sexual violence as a crime, which is why it's very unreported because people aren't incentivized to report it. And then it's really hard to convict anyone of sexual it's violence. Really and by sexual like, violence, could you just yeah, give your term of that to the list? Sexual violence, I guess, is broad, is a broad way of thinking mm. about it. But like sexual assault and rape are like when sex is used in a violent act, which isn't violent as in necessarily physical, but like coercive mentally, well, 
any, I think whenever sex becomes non-consensual, when two people or more are not actively agreeing to be in that moment, mm. as soon as consent is not part of the conversation, it's no longer sex, it's, it's sexual violence, it's yeah. sexual abuse. And these, we're talking about these really kind of like private intimate moments and it's really yeah. hard when suddenly you just see everybody really going in on them and trying to be like, well, what's the, where's the proof? What's going on? It's, I wish that when we, when we spoke about these moments, we had a lot more empathy for the people actually at the center of them. And people weren't so interested in protecting the egos of most of the time men, because I don't know, I just think about with, with all the Russell Brand stuff coming out now, like how many people have experienced similar things and mm. are hearing the way that other people are being so dismissive about it. Like the the impact that has on the wider culture of just like normalizing, whether it's like violence or normalizing incredibly inappropriate behavior, normalizing sex that doesn't center like pleasure focused consent. It's a minefield. It's a minefield because in one way it's like, it's good this, this is being spoken about because he's being held accountable and people are, you know, it's being shown that what he's done is wrong. But in another way, it's like, it shouldn't even be spoken about. But it should also, have been dealt is, with at the beginning. This is like something that people have known about for, for decades. That's what I this mean. Is, there have been people, like I've known a couple of comedians who've known about this for a long time and haven't been able to say anything because it's really litigious and you can get in a load of fucking trouble for like yeah. throwing out an accusation yeah. like that. And so again, like the, all, the way that this has been protected is to protect the ego and the status of a man and then now it's come out he has enough control of a narrative where he's able to say he's able to completely deny and have loads of people who get behind him straight away it's re like it's really people insidious have been saying like for years there's a comedian that's about to get fucked over yeah <gasps> people have been saying that for years there have been quite a lot of high profile people who've said it and i'm i from what i know i'm pretty sure that this was the person they were talking about what but the there'll be more. There'll, there'll be, be others. More. There'll be like more. this never ends. Totally. Oh it's so, and I guess it's hard. Like when we can talk about all of the really fun, silly, sexy stuff around sex and pleasure, but at the same time, there's all of this, and it's yeah. trying to like yeah. hold both at the same time sure. and not get so disheartened that we just all cry in a puddle and we're like, "This is shit." Because sex has the potential to be this really exciting, wonderful part of our lives. Yeah. But we've got to do it in a way that centers care for ourselves and other people. If we're lucky enough, we're all going to age. If I get to be 80, I will be fucking chuffed and I don't want to have the pressure of myself of being like, but I should be, I should have the body that I had when I was 30 or 20. That is very profound. Like it's about meeting yourself where you're at and finding what is gorgeous and wonderful and sexy about you that. and other people at the time it just doesn't make sense when we've got this like really youth obsessed idea of what beauty is. Because it's, it's not, ideal, and beauty is so personal yeah. as well. Like I'm always interested, all the people that I find attractive, I'm interested in the things that make them stand out and make them unusual. It, and like that to me is beauty and it's about comfort and confidence. Like I want, I find beauty when people are really comfortable in themselves. Yeah. Even to the point where like, I will find someone more attractive if they're wearing like a really comfy pair of pants than a pair, than like a thong that in my mind, I'm like, there is no way that you are comfy right now. There is something right up your butt crack. Like, <laughs> I just don't, I want people to be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really, again, that for me is a nice shift where I'm not, I don't want someone to perform their beauty to me. I just yeah. want them to be experiencing it and me to be lucky enough to be like, I'm really observing this right now. I love that's this funny. about you. 
that's a so really... confidence is key i feel like we've all said confidence is key for so long and i guess we are like taught that like just try and be as confident and just happy in your own skin as you possibly can be yeah mistake confidence for like outwardly like having a confident personality rather than yes. just actually being comfortable in your own yes, skin be a word that yeah, yeah. Use more than confidence you've been so amazing i could sit here and talk to you all day honestly i really could it's so, so interesting inspirational oh, thanks, so insightful so interesting and you do have a book so i'm sure most of our listeners i have a book yeah if you want i i wrote a book called Sex Ed, a Guide for Adults. So it's all the juicy stuff that you didn't get taught at school. Mm, but now right. we're grown up, so we can talk about it in a more fun way. So if you want to learn any more about the stuff we've been talking about there. I need to be reading that. Um, I also and it's gorgeous like... as well. My, like uh, My friend illustrated it. It's so beautiful. Oh it's God, like wow. really, really... Wow. It, the the in pictures are like almost better than my words and I think my words are quite good I feel like you explain things in a really like it's you explain them in a light way but it's also obviously a very serious topic but it's also a very comfortable like yeah, it's kind. calming kind I don't way you gotta be kind to ourselves it's yeah. really important like this stuff can be really heavy so it's yeah. true and then sex rated I hope people like it I, I think I, that's I gonna be such it's juicy but you know it's still me being a little sex nerd in there as well yeah it's me. entertaining but also educational and yeah I can't, I can't wait, wait to watch it. And thank you, thank so, you so, much so much for coming, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.